0: In my seminary days, I started at age 14 in high school. I had four years of Latin in high school and one year in college. And I don't remember any of it, really. Um, It was perplexing to me. But I I do remember one little phrase um, and and get it right. The phrase is, in medias res. And it means in Latin, in English, it means in the midst of things. And it is a good description for a lot of life, and for most stories, novels, even movies, they often start at Medias Res, in the midst of things. Now, there's three ways to tell a story. You can start at the beginning, and this is most logical for a lot of people. You can start at the end and then recap from the beginning, or you can start in Medias Res. And if you start in medius Res, usually you're starting in the midst of some problems or trouble. Um, For example, and it's a horrible example, forgive me, but what's happened in Monterey Park in this killing, this is in in medius Res. People came to celebrate the new year for their Chinese custom. And by the end of the festival, you would expect that everybody would go home content, maybe a little fatter, having eaten and drunk something and enjoyed everybody's company and the celebration. But no, we go in us Res into this tragic, awful situation. <clears throat> the scriptures today are filled with the, in Medias Res. We get in Isaiah, it says, A people who were in darkness have seen a great light. <clears throat> and you might say, oh, well, then they've arrived. They have the great light. No, it's just beginning, and it it never stops. You know, if we see the light, if we've seen the light, we are to walk in the light and share the light and give the light to others. In the second reading, we see when the light goes awry. Paul is writing to the Corinthians, a community that he began, and he will write them two letters. And in this letter, he says, what's going on with you guys? You should be of one mind and heart. Instead, you're all divided. And then he tells the gossip that he heard from Chloe. Says, uh, I heard from Chloe that some of you are saying I follow Paul, others Apollos, others Cephas, others Christ. And then he asks the question, is Christ divided? We should all be following Christ, and we should be of one mind and one heart in this. So he's describing a darkness of division, the community disintegrating right before his eyes and he calls them back to that unity. And in the Gospel, we see another in Medias Res. We see uh, the quotation from Isaiah, a land that was in darkness has seen a great light. And of course, we're focusing on Jesus Christ, the light of the world, who's come into the world to bring light, to bring back humanity, to bring back love and kindness and forgiveness and justice, all those things that we should be living. And you might say, well, then, Jesus came, we've arrived. No, it's just the beginning. At the uh, previous Mass, we had 10 kids that are there every Sunday for the RCIA. They're all over age 7, so they don't just get baptized, they go through a preparation, two years. And uh, at the end of that, on Easter Vigil, they receive all the sacraments of initiation because they're old enough to have some understanding of them, and they're formed in and the, this knowledge is shared with them, that they would be baptized and then have that faith confirmed and also to receive the Eucharist. And in these three sacraments of initiation, they received them, but that's not the end. They keep receiving the Eucharist to, uh, to be fed again and again and again and again so that they can continue to shed that light in the world, bring that light to a world that so easily can fall back into darkness. And in that gospel, after Jesus has come and he's begun to proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand, he's, he's heard that John the Baptist is in prison, and so he goes to work right away. Now, for 30 years in the Scriptures, we know nothing about Jesus' youth except one story about a 12-year-old boy who got lost because he stayed back at the temple. That's the only story. For the most part, we, we jump from his birth to the 30th year when he goes out and begins, as he does today in Mark's gospel, proclaiming the kingdom of God. And then right then, right then, he goes about selecting 12, like the 12 tribes of Israel, but something new, the 12 apostles, that would come to his, sit at his feet and learn as true disciples, and then... He made them apostolic to go out and actually preach the good news. And he says to them, you will go out and preach the good news and heal people from all kinds of illnesses. You'll be able to clean people, cleanse them from evil spirits. And the ministry that Jesus came to begin is now shared with others. <clears throat> well, here we are. We're in Medias Res, we're always in Medias Res actually. But we're in a special medias res because, uh, like the number out front says, 19 19 more months and we will celebrate 100 years. But I think um, maybe it's part of the problem. I think sometimes uh, we think that the institution of the church has made us arrive. We put a whole bunch of things on the institution. One of the reasons. I put in that list of things that I'll remind you about at the end of Mass again is the first thing I think it is domestic church, or one of them, because I've come to believe deeply. I mean, I thought this years ago, but I've come to believe deeply now that one of our big errors in the church was to institutionalize everything. We, we made the church the teacher and the catechists the teachers, and you had to send your kids to Catholic school or at least religious education so they could be taught by pros. But where they should be learning faith is in the domestic church. And I'm sure most do, at least the, the beginnings. And in most uh, I think Filipino and, and uh, Latino homes, I, I'm not sure Anglos will have a cross and all, but in the Filipino and Latino households, I notice always an altar uh, where several statues are there, and, and this is that, one of those holy places. And it's not like artwork, it's, it's like a conglomeration of, of a lot of uh, religious uh, visual images for them. And certainly, if the child sees that, And if they don't ask the question, they just hear it fall from the lips of mom and dad, or someone in the family about that altar and those, those holy people, those holy things, the Virgin Mary and Jesus the Christ. So faith begins there and develops there. But then we say, or have said, yeah, but to really understand it, you have to go to these classes. I'm not knocking this. This is valuable. But it seems to me the best way would be to train parents. Give them the tools so that they can form that faith strongly in the household. That's where it begins and it should keep growing there. What happens when our faith becomes uh, this? We have to go to church, go inside the church. This isn't the church, this is a building, it's a temple of sorts. You're the church. We're the church. We don't come to the church. We come to celebrate that we are church. And this is, this is kind of like a gas station. That's the way I see it. You go to the gas station because you need gas if the car's going to keep running. And I think we come here to get spiritual gas, so to speak. Spiritual gas that fills our inner spirit and sharpens the way that we see and opens our eyes even greater to the light that we believe in. And then we experience that light gives us life. And then we we are not content just to have life for ourselves. We need to share it. And one of the best ways is to come together as a whole family of many, many domestic churches that come together to celebrate the faith that we believe in. And then nourished even by the faith of others, we say, now we got to go out And give it to the world. Not convince everyone to become Catholic. That's not the point. But to give testimony to our faith by making a better world. What just happened in Monterey Park today is horrible. And it makes a worse world. It makes a worse world. It introduces more darkness. However, it's in Medias Res. Because in Medias Res, in the midst of these things, we are being called to respond to that. And we have to not follow the darkness but proclaim even more light. And we will do that when we are so disgusted by what has taken place that we will show more respect to people, people that don't look like us or sound like us, that we will show more justice and kindness, that we will be willing to give more of ourselves to others and forgive others and seek to be forgiven by others. Today, these scriptures lead us to take a good look at Enmedius Res and realize we're in Enmedius Res until the last day of our life. Then we can say, Ah, now we have arrived. Now we enter into our eternity, and there it is. But all the way there, we are called to continue to live our faith. This morning, I skimmed very quickly the LA Times, because it gets to the house a little late on Sundays and uh, i saw a story i didn't even notice man or woman i just I just saw 109 this person just turned 109 years old and this person had those those 109 the balloons those big golden ones you know with the 109 and they were saying that this person continues being a vibrant person continues being very active and very alert and very aware and makes good sense And I thought to myself, oh, my God. I hope I don't live to be 109, really. But if I should, please, Lord, let me be able to make sense all the way until my last day. We are in medius res, and if we embrace that together and say that we can never stop growing, we'll never stop growing. We'll never stop becoming more. And as we do that together, perhaps we can bring a little bit more of that light into the world.